Hi everyone, it's Laura. Just wanted to let you know that we are going to be facilitating our fifth book club. It's going to be dun, 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 Building Thinking Classrooms again. If you haven't had time to read the book yet, now is the time to order it. The link is in the show notes for this episode. And our first meeting is going to be um, Saturday, October 1st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of our meets will be on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the exception of November 5th. Hope to see you there. Look on the show notes for the Google form to sign up. Bye. Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in September of 2022. And welcome to episode 84, What Are Your Favorite Math Routines? Well, first, we want to give a shout out to our good friend, Annalise Record. I feel like she's one of our like publicists or promoters by now, don't you think? Totally. Right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Annalise, thanks for putting us on all of your everything that, <laughs> that you put out. <laughs> yeah, she refers us to so many people and like you have to, if oh, you're looking for math podcasts? Take a listen to Laura and Karina yes. <laughs> all the time. It's so sweet. The love is is duly reciprocated like completely we love her and we love dr nikki newton and we love everything that they come out with together and math running records and all of that it's just pure gold i have to tell you uh listeners that this summer annalise said to me when are you releasing season three because i can't wait (laughs) so annalise this is your shout out (laughs) yes and so reflection, let's go into our reflection. Mm-hmm. I want to reflect, speaking of the summer, I want to reflect on our book club. We did Figuring Out Fluency by Jenny B. Williams and John San Giovanni. And a lot of the things that they talked about were games, right? Playing games, yes. fluency kinds of games in the classroom. And one thing that I, I, and I thanked Jenny for when she was in our book club that day I said, thank you for making games that you can easily change the content. Once the kids know how to play it, you can easily change the content and they can continue to play it. And it's still high engaging, a high engaging level. They love playing these games. And it's not just like a worksheet kind of game. It's a strategy game where they have to really think and and they just love it. Anyway, so the, the one game that I loved, I was really intrigued as soon as I saw it in the book, was called Splits. And what you have to do, there's five empty boxes and you're taking a number and you're splitting it in half and then half, so if I have 20. Wait, where do you get the number from? It's like a card. You could do it different different ways, right? You could have playing cards or you could have cards that, that – uh, the like books, digit, the series, digit yeah, digit cards okay. that the series has. And you can use um, odd numbers too, you know, mm-hmm. if the kids know how to, depending on the grade level, if right. they know about decimals and fractions, then you could absolutely use odd numbers. Anyway, 
so once you have the split, once you've figured out what is half, you can place it inside one of these five empty boxes. But the goal is to place five in order from least to greatest. And so let's say I roll or let's say I get 20 and I get 10 as the half. I put it in the far right box Mm -hmm. and then I get 24 and now I'm splitting it to 12 and I don't have a far right box anymore. Like I cannot lose your turn. I lose my turn. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you have to think strategically of what's the highest number, what's the lowest number, how, how low could I go? How high could I go? And really like probability too. Yeah. Sneaking in probability. (laughs) Right. And how, how would I, right. It's all, and it is a little bit of luck as well. right? Right. But but it's 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 thinking about where what are my chances right of rolling what something was higher. Your range of cards that you used for the kids. For me right now, I've I've tweaked the game. Instead of doing splits, I've done to place the product. So I started with a dice in the first two weeks of school, so that they can. It's not about so much about the multiplication part. It's, it's just more learning about the learning the game. Right. right. So we just used dice and then we transitioned to playing cards where now I'm introducing seven, eight, and nine and and ten. And now they, you know, they just p- pick two cards and those are the two that they're, they're going to multiply, find the product, and then place in these five boxes. And then now that we are introducing, now that we've, you know, we're into our decimal unit, mm-hmm. we'll be, I'll be doing like addition of decimals and we can do sums and differences and et cetera, et cetera. So, so many possibilities. And I love that I don't have to reteach the game. Right. The game has been taught. They, they get it. They know how to play. Now it's just a matter of changing the content. Yes. That's funny because for my good news, I was going to talk about the Building Fact Fluency Kit and a game that I brought in to a kindergarten class, which, gosh, this was probably within the first 10 days of school, maybe even yeah. less than that. And I brought in the game Number Match, where they just they, they roll two dice, they mm-hmm. choose one, they place it on the game board. And then let's say they rolled a four, they chose the four, they put their, you know, two color counter on the red, you know, my, my team's the red, your team's the yellow. We just put the red on a four, but again, you want to be strategic because the first one that has four in a row is the winner. And that's how pretty much all, I, I, I haven't found one game that it's not the first to four in a row and it can be horizontal, vertical, diagonal, which is what I get to teach kindergarten through fifth grade, those specific words and what they mean. But again, once they know the game, now, of course, the kindergartners, what did I have to do? Here's how you hold the dice. Here's how you shake the dice. Here's how you roll the dice. (laughs) Like all the way at the beginning. And it was- Well, listen, don't kid yourself. I had to have that conversation in fifth grade too. Like (laughs) that the dice don't, when you throw the dice, when you throw the dice- Throw, right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they end up on the other side of the classroom or falling off of desks because I don't want to be hearing that. And I did purchase like those little cups from the dollar store so that they could just shake it in the little cup. So that has solved a lot of problems. Did you wait? Did of, you get like the Gladware where it's sealed? 
Yeah, it's just a little. It's just a little mini. Right, it comes and like you, in a set of like ten. Right, and, and you turn it over, and you can see. Yeah, it. they just shake it. Right, they just right. shake it and over. Mm-hmm. I mean, did the dice go out? They keep it in. Right. Yeah, I've yeah. kept it. it just, no, You're we're done. Gonna keep, we're gonna keep the dice in the little container because I'm gonna have to invest in those and bring those to every classroom so I don't make that rookie mistake. But at least oh my I taught them how to do it. Right. right, right. And of course I went into my whole these are tools, not toys. Yeah. Thing and and yep. everything. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is what are your favorite math routines? And again, since we're dropping this towards the beginning of the school year, we thought we'd share some of our favorite ones. And if you've never heard of them, you can explore them and see if you like them. Yes. I love to start the year with, and I did this the very first week, with a three-act task. So big shout out to Graham Pletcher, right, and his list of wonderful tasks. But I I just love to start it that way because then it's something that I've taught them up front and then we can go back to it throughout the year. You didn't even teach it. They got to figure it out. Right, right. And So wait, which one uh, did you do? Diller Up. Diller Up. So was that with pickles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And how fast it takes to fill the water, like with the hose, how quickly it takes to fill up other four other jars. Okay. And it was it's not really about the task. I've done the cookie one too in the past where we start with the cookie one, right. the Oreo cookie one, because that one's a, always a big hit because it's Oreos. Right. And an even bigger hit if you can bring some Oreos in because that's <laughs> always – that's even more exciting. But yeah, what I like about it is, you know, and I also use his template for writing and recording the thinking. He, I love the range that he has in his estimate. What would be a low, the lowest possible number that it could be, and the highest possible number mm-hmm. that you think it would be, and then your your estimate is going to be within that. And then we talk about how we don't want a range to be like from zero to one hundred because that wouldn't be helpful, right? right? There's so many numbers and so many possibilities. So you want to shrink that range to as little as you can. You know, the other day I was on Andrew Stadel's site, Estimation 180, and he was he, there's a video on there that explains how to use Estimation 180. And when he said an estimate is a strategic choice of a number within a range. I think those were the Mm. words at the end that I had never even considered before within Mm. a specific range, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and and look at that, but I'll I'll definitely link it in the show notes in in case I said it wrong. So speaking of Ranges. Well, if you said oh. it wrong, if you said it wrong, I like it oh. because because I I I like that that that's I think that's what we should be thinking of when it comes to estimating. We should be thinking of a range. Yes. So speaking of a range, I'm going to be starting Wonder Wednesday, and I've been using Estimation 180 for years now, and I thought, oh, yeah. maybe I'm going to start switching it up. I think I'm going to start using Steve Wyborny's Estimation Clipboard. I think what I'm going to do is every week give them one more piece of information so that by the fourth picture, they can give me an actual where the first three pictures, I think on the Google form, I'm going to give them choices of ranges. Ooh, nice. Right? 
because that's something that that I have not explored enough. It's just, I've always been like, okay, write your estimate. And I get something from five to 500, whatever the thing was. So I think if I start helping the kids think about possible ranges and, and depending on what, you know, what the task is, like if the one that I'm going to use with the little marble, clear marble thingies in the vase, then I don't even know what the answers are, but if it's like 37, I'll say, you know, between zero and 10, 11 and 20, you know, maybe right. give them five or six choices that way and then give them the reveal the next week and say, oh, it was actually between this and this. And the answer was, you know, the actual answer was blah, blah, blah. So based on that, look at this new vase and whether right. it's more or less or, or whatnot. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to use estimation clipboard so I'll keep everybody posted as to how that goes this year. Nice. And then you could even like chart it and get some data from it and create like bar graphs or, you know, like yes. right? And yes. and then yeah, take a look at that. But you know what I like to that I really I think that having a range with their estimates will help in in thinking about the reasonableness of numbers and answers. Yes. Like how reasonable their answer is and if their answer makes sense. Yep. Because that's something that kids don't do enough, right? And and I think definitely as teachers, we don't ask that question enough. Is your answer reasonable? Does it make sense? Right. What's another one of your favorite math routines? I mean, well, since we're talking about Steve Wyborney, okay. I mean, just everything splat. I love doing splat at the beginning. I actually started splat with fractions, right? Like on day, day one, I did one example with just, you know, right. The regular splat with the, the whole numbers, like just the whole circles. Mm -hmm. And then I went right into fractions and I thought, why not? Like, let's just, I'll keep it small and, and see how we do. Cause they don't know how to subtract, but it is like like denominators, they're not unlike, which they have done in fourth grade. So they, I mean, they did great with it. They absolutely knocked it out of the park. So okay, I have a question for you. Had any of the kids ever seen splat before? Only a few. Yeah. It was like a handful. Okay. But at least a handful have. Right. That, right. That gives me hope that maybe it's spreading more throughout your school. Right. And for the three act task, only one had ever seen a three act task. Wow, that's that's a little um, shocking to me. What, why that's shocking to me is it's part of our curriculum that we have been using for a few years. So, okay, all right. All but right. of course, I mean, listen, our oldie but goodie, I think the thing that started us both on number sense routines are number talks yes, and please. number strings, right? So yes. like that is by far the the one that is is definitely one of my favorites. And I know it's one of yours. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I am really looking forward to Pam Harris. Pam, I know you're listening. And Kim. <laughs> Pam, I'm, I'm waiting, trying to wait patiently for your elementary problem strings book because I know you have it for the middle and high school. So we're going to cross our fingers that it's going to come out sooner than later. <laughs> uh, yeah, ditto. I, I need this book like yesterday. Gosh, absolutely. I mean, and I do use the In in Sherry Parrish's book. She does have 
the number strings. So I have used those in the past and I've created my own. But yeah, if if there was one that was already made, that would make life so much simpler. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but of course, and listen, we can't we can't not mention open middle. Oh, please, and, yes. Right, talking about about that. That's that's always one of my favorite things to introduce. And and then I come back to you and your suggestion writing writing on those color tiles. Yes, changes the game because if you put the digits one through nine or whatever zero through nine that you need for those then they have their little bag and they can manipulate and move those numbers around and it makes it so much easier. Listen, I'm sure every school somewhere in some closet, if you don't have them already, you have color tiles. Now, I always recommend that teachers use like colors. Do you do right. that in your classroom? Yeah. 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 That way, if you're, it, let's say your group has a group of four, well, each kid has a different color and that way if it falls yeah. on the floor okay, here's your green number nine, right? Yeah. Digit nine. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I want to share was just going back to playing games. I I wanted to – actually, I wanted to say this at our, in our last episode last week, but, you know, we had curriculum night already at our school, and I shared with the parents. I told them, I said, and sometimes for homework – I will ask the kids to play a game. So I would really like it if you volunteer your time to play with them and against them and, you know, just have fun when it comes to math and not not make it feel tedious or have tears when it comes to math homework because that's not what math should be about. And what um, did the parents say? No, they kind of, they smiled and kind of giggled a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I haven't sent out the first game yet, uh, but I'm I'm planning on doing it, you know, within the very near future. So I, I think you should send home splits since they already know, the kids know how to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I wanted to also send out the product game. Because yes. then there's an online version, yes. and and I did introduce Ken Ken too. You did so, already? Wow! Yes. Oh yes, because I wanted I wanted that to be something that they could do for morning work or something that they could do, you know, on the computer. And I already had some of the kids. I told I tell them I downloaded it on my phone, so I played on my phone. So someone said, "Oh, I went home and I downloaded it on my phone too." Oh, so, that's awesome! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're a big fan. They were. And then, of course, they're sneaking Ken Ken when they shouldn't be sneaking Ken Ken. Right. <laughs> it's like, um, why are you playing that right now? You're supposed to be independently reading. Right. <laughs> Put that away. Stop math time. Stop having fun. <laughs> Stop using your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. But they're like, but but I'm almost done and I, I can beat my record. It's, I'm at one minute. Oh, <laughs> like because it's, it's timed? It, and they, they timed it on the website, yeah. And so they try they to make themselves it. And then, of course, I told own. them that on the app, like, my record is, like, 12 seconds or 8 seconds or something. I Wait, to, for a 3 by 3 Yes, a 3 by 3 okay. like, the easiest. A 3 okay. by 3 with just, like, just addition, you know, like just plain old. I think it was eight seconds that I got. Anyway, uh, but I like to throw that out, and they're like, oh, how did you get it so fast? Right. <laughs> well, it's three numbers. And if you've, got, if you've got one cage or two cages, I mean, that's boom, 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 you know? That's gold. That's yeah. awesome. 
another one of my favorite math routines, which did you mention it on our last episode? Yes, I think you did at the start of the school year is coral counting and counting collections. So coral counting is literally where the kids count. They can all count at the same time. You can have one kid say one number and you can use all variations of it however you want. And um, so I'm still waiting to hear when you get to do nine counting by 19s with your kids. I can't wait right, yes, to hear yes. that one. I'm going to keep bothering you about that one. Okay. The other one is counting collections where you just put stuff in a Ziploc bag or a, a tennis ball container or some kind of jar and have the kids try to estimate how many are in there, dump them out. Okay. Don't dump them out, but you know, place them out, <laughs> take them out gently. And then have them sort them in some way mathematically, not by color, not by size, but mathematically. So maybe, you know, the littles, they'll put them in groups of two or groups of five or groups of 10, and then be able to count all of those things. So if you, again, we'll put that link in the show notes for coral counting and counting collections. All right. I think we're going to jump to our challenge for this week. What do you think? Let's let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Well, since our question was, what are your favorite math routines? That's what we want to know on Twitter. If you can, go ahead and, and send us a tweet. And you know what? We absolutely love seeing pictures of the, you know, the students work or students working. You know, you can blur out their faces or put the little smileys on top of them, but we want to know what your favorite math routines are. Yes, because there's, I mean, there's so many more out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned here today. We can't wait to hear about yours. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.